Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I'm Regional Master Instructor Marty Miller, and as always, my good friend here, Miss Wendy Batts, fellow Regional Master Instructor. Wendy, how are you? I am good, Marty. How are you? You know, as I say, it's the best time of the week, right? Get to hang out, talk to our NASM family. And, you know, we always get into awesome conversations and great topics. But, you know, today's going to be a fun one as well. Yes, I'm very, very excited about today because it's not just about you and I, Marty. We're bringing in a very special guest. <laughs> exactly. So without further ado, I'm excited that we get to bring in another great friend of ours, Mary Chris LePay. She's an NASM certified personal trainer with a diverse background as a corporate worker, athlete and model. Combining her worlds of fitness and entertainment with her social media presence, she's created numerous opportunities for her as a fitness entrepreneur. Her passion for movement and traveling has inspired her brand, Move with Mary Chris where she shares online workouts from beautiful destinations, as well as in-person pop-up workout events in international, international excuse me, destinations. In addition to her own work, she has collaborated with brands such as NASM, Respin by Halle Berry, Adidas, Reebok, Nike, Techno Gym, Oxygen Magazine, and Beachbody. She will soon be creating workout programs for Fabletics Fit App, and her mission is to inspire others to prioritize their health and to be strong in life so they can enjoy everything it has to offer to its fullest. So we're excited to have Mary Chris here. And Wendy, why don't you jump in and tell everyone why we brought Mary Chris in with us. And hello, Mary Chris. Hi. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here because I know you have an extremely busy schedule. And so it really does mean a lot that you're taking time to join part of our NASM webinar and family to, you know, give us some insight on your knowledge. And one of the reasons we want to do here is because NASM has recently launched um, the social media influencer course. And I know that you played a gigantic role in that. And so I was excited to have you on board because you can actually let our listeners know a little bit more about the content and then what to expect, but then also you live it. So how do you make it work? And so I'm going to go ahead and just jump in and ask you one question to start. How important, based on your, your career up until this point, do you believe social media is to fitness and a professional's career? Yeah, so I, as you know, it has played a major role in my career and growth and opportunities. So, you know, it obviously depends on the professional. But I think if you're looking for growth, that kind of feels like it's in your control, in your own narrative then social media is something that you need to get into. And what I love so much about this course and really taking the time to speak with Casey and Brian and the other authors um, is that it truly is for anybody, no matter where you're at in your journey. Um, and I like the, that we had the chance to kind of debunk what an influencer is, right? Because you sometimes think really cute pictures and it's this simple, but it's not. If you are thriving in social media, it's because you have a strategy behind that. So this is something that meant so much because I wanted to just bring that to other fitness professionals to give them that opportunity themselves. Awesome. So I'll jump in next. So Mary Chris, if you could maybe describe who a social media influencer is, I know you touched on it, but can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. So social media influencer is somebody who is credible in their field and they have their niche, they have an audience, they have an opinion, right? If you think about social media and who you follow, it's somebody that just grabs your attention and sometimes, you know, 
you're looking for influence. You're like, what are, what are they wearing? What kind of training techniques do they have? You want what they have. So they have something organic to offer that you believe is authentic. And that truly can be any fitness professional that is, you know, specialized and they know what they're doing and they can offer that with credibility behind it. Hmm. So you're saying it's more than just taking pictures of yourself and posting it online. So yeah. I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, and so, what's so funny is like, you know, I, you know, I mentioned it, you brought it up too, as I think what's so great now and what we really talked about in the course is, you know, initially when it started and as we were uh, going through the research, right. So this is no downplay on anybody on social media, but if you think about when it first started or you think about celebrity endorsements, right. You think flashy, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, does Tiger Woods really drive a Prius? Probably not, right? There's this lack of authenticity between that or um, that's lacking in that sense. But when you look at the way that social media has shifted now and people are being more authentic and stories are added and you can see someone's day to day, now the consumer is being a lot more cautious, I think, about what they believe and what they consume. So yes, the pretty pictures are great to drawing in. But I think when you're thinking about long-term business goals and having more of an impact and influence, they're going to want more than just a pretty picture, right? Well, I would hope so. But yes, yeah. yes that's, <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. You know, pretty pictures are, are always great and all, but, yeah. um, but I think that kind of leads us into the next question because, you know, when I, when I go on to Instagram or if I'm looking on Facebook or whatever it is that I'm looking at and I'm trying to learn more and read more, you know, you talked about it a little bit, but maybe can you kind of dive deeper into what you mean by the different types of like social media influencers? Yeah. So in terms of influencers, so if you go online, because this is such a fast growing, I guess, industry, shall, shall you say, um, what we defined in the course was a um, nano influencer, micro influencer, a macro and a mega. And that's all dependent on your ranges. So you can have like a thousand to five thousand. A micro might have five to a hundred it uh, five thousand to a hundred thousand. So you'll notice the ranges will change if you go online and search. But a lot of the different variations between it could be, for example, the more follows you have, depending on the social media platform you have you'll be able to unlock more features. So for example, on Instagram, once you have that 10,000, you get the swipe up feature. So that's great for a business professional who wants to link to a course they're selling, right? Um, but what I, again, love while social media, you think lots of followers and this and that, which is true. What I love is that we really bring to light that even if you have a thousand followers, if you are credible in your field, you are an influencer. And what's so great is that the research shows because people are looking for that authenticity, you'll find that someone with less followers, it's more likely that they're friends, right? With most of their followers. So because of that, they actually kind of may have a little bit more influence where someone has like hundreds of thousands. They're like, oh, they're super commercial and social. Not to say that they're not credible, but there's a different type of level of credibility and respect between each. And businesses are now and brands to collaborate are now looking at all these different aspects because you can get a social media influencer at a thousand, but all their friends jump on everything that they do. They might have a better return on investment, right? And then you have someone who's just pretty, yeah, they get the exposure, but maybe those aren't as engaged of audience members. So there are 
pluses and cons to everything, but the whole point is that everybody gets to play the game. It's just a matter of your strategy with where you're at. Awesome. That, that's really interesting. I'm glad you kind of pointed that out. So I know a lot of people do the social media for the main reason. Is there money to be made via social media for a fitness professional? And how can it be monetized, especially maybe along those different uh, segments that you talked about from how many followers you have? Oh, there's money. There's money. <laughs> there's definitely money to be made. Um, and I will say, you know, one of the, I think the favorite things that I, when I was doing this research for it's, it's like they credit, you know, the fitness industry is already taking in a lot of money as well, but they credit, you know, social media influencers for having that like growth to like a hundred billion globally. It's, it's wild. And, you know, when you're first starting out, you might do something like trade for products, right? Just to get that exposure, to build that relationship with clients. But, you know, you also have these collaborations where someone might pay you $100 to post on your story. Or I know people who've been paid eight grand to post on their stories and people who are in the macro influencer range of 100, 200,000 can be making 50 grand. Like it's, it's absolutely wild. Um, it depends on the brand that you're working with. And um, again, that quality content, because one of the things that I had to learn myself is remember for a fitness professional, you are a fitness professional first. You have invested in education like NASM. You've gotten your degrees, whatever it may be. You know your stuff. So I think at first I felt weird. I'm like, oh God, how do I ask for like 700 bucks or whatever from this? Like this seems weird. Like, cause social media seems fun. But what you have to remember is that one, again, you have the education. You are they should trust you knowing that you're going to put out good stuff Two, sometimes you're your own production team, right? You're lighting everything. You're coming up with a concept and because they understand you have an audience that aligns with their values, that is massive to them. And you already have a direct connection with them. So now you're already creating this authentic content. They're not just creating something and putting it out there. And when a lot of brands trust you, I've found that they're like, Hey, just do your thing. I just trust you. You know, and that's a great thing that they give you that, that free play. They'll give you that, those guidelines. So there's definitely money to be made. And that's, and if you look on different things, like, um, I'll always look like, you know, for example, like the Nike training app, you're going to have some of those big names or, um, big influencers that have, like I said, 50,000 plus followers, but you also have some that have two, two, 2000. And it's because they're good trainers they know what they're doing on camera they know how to deliver they know how to connect so whether you're that one that gets pulled in because you have the big numbers that's great but you can also just be that hidden talent where a big brand pulls you like it just goes both ways so don't ever downplay yourself and i always say shoot high because if they really want you they'll lower to probably what you thought you'd get in the first place <laughs> so if, if social media influencing i think is such a big thing because i've worked as a trainer so i have those rates I've worked as a model and now combining those worlds, um, you kind of just have to put yourself out there. Like you're your own agent and you have to understand the value you bring. You're the, you're the talent, you're the fitness professional they're consulting with. You're also production. It's a lot of work and it's taking a lot of work off of their hands. That's awesome. Makes total sense. 
Well, and those of you guys that are just joining us, we are doing the Master Instructor Roundtable. I am here with Marty Miller, my co-host, as well as Mary Chris LePay, if you will. Um, you can tell I'm Southern because I'm sure it sounds way cooler coming from your mouth. However, <laughs> we are talking about social media. Um, we are actually kind of discussing a little bit about NASM's latest course, The Social Media Influencer. And, um, you know, I think people that don't know you. I mean, can you tell us like, how did you get involved in this? Because obviously you understand this whole social media concept. You, you were doing well. And like you said, you're combining fitness, you're doing the modeling and everything, but how does someone kind of get into that? If that's their passion and they really want to be you, like what, what do they need to do besides, I mean, cause education is important, but you had to have a process, right? how did you get into this? Yeah. So the thing about social media is it's, always changing they're changing the features you got a hold on it then they change the algorithm but you're like but this is good not it's i think you have to be patient and consistent so at the end of the day which is why i love this course so much is we didn't want it to be focused on money or a certain type of content it's understanding like the quality of everything you put out so i think the starting base is you have to understand who you are as a fitness professional, right? As a fitness professional, you know the type of ideal client you're targeting. And if that's the same thing that you want to translate to online and you have no idea where you're starting, look at a fitness professional who is already doing that. Look at their, their top nine posts. Like, for example, if you're on Instagram, see what pulls you in. What are they writing in the captions? Look at the comments. How are people responding to the caption where they're like, oh, my God, I relate, right? If you think about memes, right, they're so funny, they're so entertaining, it's because it relates to the person. People want to feel heard and understood, and it's the same thing with working with your client one-on-one. -on -one. So I think the first thing is to look at an example of it, and you kind of just reverse engineer it, and do not stress yourself out. I've looked back at my first post, I'm like, oh, did not know what I was doing there, you know, but it, but it gets better over time. And a big thing for me, honestly, is that I had coaches. I have invested in all the millions of courses. Um, and I, you know, the authors on here are people that I've been coached by or worked with. And so to come back full circle, it just shows you like you can get there. It's just a matter of time and everybody does everything different. And it's like your unique selling point, take what you can, but make sure you do it in your own voice. There's so many tools and it's also in the course where you want to think about like, do I need a camera or does my phone work? Do I need lighting? Blah, 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 whatever it is, a tripod. There's, it's really a low barrier to like entry. And honestly, if you have an iPhone, you can be an influencer. Just understand what good lighting is, <laughs> throw in your education and, and make it happen. And when you find things that people connect to, just keep rolling with it and engage with them. Gotcha. Well, one question I had is, you know, how often should somebody put content out there? And is there a, a minimum amount, a maximum amount? Have you guys really found a sweet spot or is it kind of wide ranging? Yeah. So I think that's going to, it's a lot, it's a lot to post. Okay. So let me start out with that. Um, it is like another job. So I like to post once a day on my page. If I can, you will read about other accounts that they grew because they posted three times a day. Um, but I would say post with what's consistent for you. So if it's one time a week, just post consistently. So for example, like when you talk about YouTube, if you wanted to put workouts on there, 
they say it's better to post once a week regularly than put out 10 videos and not be seen for a little bit. People want that regularity. And if you're looking to build this online community, they need to understand how to rely on you. Um, and if it is helpful, I personally like to bat shoot because my schedule gets crazy. So, um, you know, I like to put out regular workouts. So I will, one easy way to do that, I'll throw out a fun tip that I just did before this trip is I train for my clients every day, right? I program for them and I have little circuits. I literally take those three workouts. I say I have like nine exercises and those are three pieces of content because I like to put out three movements at a time. That's three days of work that you can literally shoot within 30 minutes. Um, so you just have to know what you're shooting. You can be organic with it and do it on the fly or you can plan out your shoot schedule. I've literally taken my brother with me. I've had five outfits and I shoot them all in a day. And then it's just sitting on my phone ready to go. So you have to find what's easier for you. And that's why I say there's strategy to it because everybody doesn't, I don't like to put on makeup every day and get ready. I know. <laughs> Neither so, do I. I know. Get my hair done. I mean, there's it's so much <laughs> like make your life easier. So just think about what can you be consistent with and have a time period that you like want to push with that with and like see the feedback on that and how um, it changes your growth and engagement with it. That's awesome. Well, so, you know, I know Marty and I are both on our, you know, NAS and Facebook, Facebook page, excuse me. And I know one of the questions that I, we probably see, I don't know, I would say weekly, if not, we see it a few times a month or people are going to now go virtual. You know, they've decided that, you know, some people, they, they pivoted right away. They went virtual because they had to, you know, um, they couldn't see people face to face. But now they're trying to figure things out. And so one of the big things is, well, how do I get started? And I, and I don't know how to answer that because for me, it was easy. My current clients became my virtual clients. And then I now do things, you know, both I can either train them at their house when I'm, you know, when I'm there or I can meet them at the gym or I just say, hey, let's log on to FaceTime and let's get it done, whatever it is to keep them on schedule and also make sure that it makes sense with mine. But if, if I didn't have that and I was really, you know, starting from scratch, I don't know if I would know the best way to market myself because I'm just, that's just not my thing. You know, I'm old school. Like I had my people, they're still there. I, I still have my business that way. So what would you suggest to someone new going virtual that's trying to come aboard on, on social media, find their presence? What would be your advice? Yeah. Um, so I think if you're starting from scratch, you know, there was a period of time, it was last February, where I was trying to figure out what was my next move that I wanted to make virtually. I didn't know if I wanted to teach regular live classes um, in a group setting. I didn't know if I want to do more Instagram live collaborations where I can't see the client or if I just wanted to stick to one-on-one. -on -one. So what I did is I played with it. I put a consistent schedule. So for example, I was very tired, but it, it was worth it because different opportunities came out of it. Don't forget that it, whatever you test is still going to work for you. Um, so I put together, and again, there's, there's more strategy to this, but I had offered a free zoom training class Saturdays, Saturday mornings, every weekend for a month. It was called the self-love challenge for February. And I said, I just wanted to give back to my followers. Thank you for allowing me to do what I do invite your friends and family. So I started with referrals. And I think just like how you start in person with asking friends and family, the same thing goes online. 
I'm sliding into people's DMs. I'm letting them know what's up. You can also do a promotion online. You know, one of the strategies that I have going right now is that I put, I created a free YouTube program and cause you want to keep growing that brand awareness, but you can't be on there every day. So it's just a promotion, a link that people can find and continually add me and get to know me. So the same thing would go for online. If you wanted to train virtually offer a free training, if you have that capacity to do it and with strategy, you know, with coaches, you'll learn over time, you go from free to a pitch, like offering training at the end, maybe a discounted rate. If you're new and you're not confident, you have to do what feels right for you, but figure out like where that cap is later, where maybe you want to increase your rates because you understand the value you bring. But I don't think there's anything wrong offering free things at first. So promote yourself on a live, see if that's what you like or offer free zoom classes, put the promo, the flyer out there. You'd be surprised. Um, how many people are just watching you? They might not. I remember one of my clients was probably watching me online for over a year. And then now she's been with me two years. People, they're a little bit timid. And I can't tell you, even when I was trying to pull in clients for in-person online, when I, per when you personally send that message with their name, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been thinking about it, but I was nervous. So thank you for messaging me. You never know. And that's why you put those posts out. That's why you put those polls on Instagram. Who wants to do a free challenge? And people just start clicking yes. And then you slide into those DMs. That's another like a warm lead. There's different levels to this. So put it out there, see who's paying attention. And who cares if there's five in your first group or even one, that might be your first person. <laughs> No, no, this is great information. So for those of you just joining us this week's Master Instructor Roundtable, we're here with social media influencer, Mary Chris, and she's going over everything that is that she's done in her career to get to this point, as well as what she helped create in our new course, Social Media Influencer for NASM. So Mary Chris, one of the questions I have is how do you know what to hashtag, what to do the at, like how do you figure out you know, those type of nuances, because if I put exercise or fitness, you know, they could have a million posts. So I've heard you don't want to hashtag those. You're looking for a smaller number. So do you have any tips on how to create your posts with the appropriate hashtags or ads? Yeah. So that's actually a really great question. And that's part of what's always changing. Um, when I first started, I had saved hashtags and I would just throw them on each one. But apparently Instagram has this thing where if you post the same thing, it's not going to go, it's not going to go well. So you want to actively change that. And to your point, yeah, you would want to choose something. Um, it, it's going to vary. Not to say that there's anything wrong with the ones with the millions of hashtags, but because it's so flooded, people are not likely to discover what you have. So for example, in my transition, when I decided to up and leave to Florida, I was like, okay. So I started hashtagging like hashtag. Miami fitness, hashtag Florida fit, hashtag my first post there. I was just playing around. I was like, how do I have over a hundred saves? And I have businesses from Miami. Like we're looking for established businesses like you in Florida. I'm like, I've been here a week. Like what? So that is truly the power of the hashtag. So I look for ones between 15,000, 30,000, sometimes the hundreds. I have a range, but I want them specific. Like when I'm doing at home fitness programs, or if I'm traveling to a new country, that is how I connect with new businesses and people there. And you start sliding into DMs always. Like that's how I did my Mexico trip is like, Hey, I'm going to be in Cancun and I see your business here. I love it. And, and you connect and 
use it to your power. That is truly like your easiest way to entry. But again, there's also things like TikTok. You want the ones with the highest ones because mm -hmm. it's what's trending. So it just depends on your platform. But I think regardless of whether you're on TikTok or Instagram is you want to choose things with intention. I will say my couple of celebrity clients, I've literally gone off of the hashtag LA trainer. So if you are in your area and pe people want to know where you're at, throw that hashtag, be specific with your destination, your location, um, have the wide one so you can be searched. But this is how I also built relationships with trigger point. I'm just rolling out on my roller, but I was like, I eh, might as well tag them. And now I've shot multiple pieces of content. They've asked me to do lives for them. So as much as I, you want to get paid off the top, I do a lot of things for brands that I really want to work with for free um, off the top. And that's also like how Halle Berry's team, I don't know which hashtag they found me on, but that's how they, they found me. So put out pieces of content, like already envision yourself there and hashtag it so people understand what you're doing. Because Hallie's team was like, yeah, like we want you to do mobility workouts. We see on your page you do mobility. I was like, was it that evident? Like I wasn't really like sure like if it was evident, but it truly does translate. And you you have to watch another tip. I can go on for days about this. But one of the big things is your first sentences, like you want that to be capturing. Um, because I used to have like, oh, mindset, 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 like something really cute. People got it. But when your first line is something like, I'm just being super generic, but like top 10 um, muscle growth, whatever, people are like, oh, that's me. Like you need something that captures their attention off the top because, you know, people just scroll and like right away. So keep it very specific and niche. Awesome. Great so, advice. So this is going to make you laugh. I didn't realize that there was like something to the hashtags. So like I'm hashtagging like bad hair, don't care. Like I didn't realize that like people were actually looking at that kind of stuff. So um, interesting. Oh, no, they, <laughs> they, I, I used to be like, eh, whatever about it. But they. It, that's probably why I have like two, two people, two people as followers, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm so bad with hey. social media. Horrible. Horrible. No. Like, ask me a question. I am here to help you. I will support you in every way possible. If I had to build my brand off of social media, I need to take this course because God knows yeah. I need that. So um, that's why people have full-time jobs with these. That's why people sell. I have bought the book for $30 on hashtags. Like the thought that you have to go so deep. I'm over here just like, I literally will start with, so if I want to do, what was I doing the other day? Like mobility. I will type in mobility. And then you'll see mobility workouts, mobility workout. Like I will put like no S, S like the range in the thousands is absolutely wild, but you still, eventually your mind just gets used to it. But this is why people have full-time jobs in social media, because it is a lot, which is why I was saying, if your consistency is one time a week, then do one time a week, as long as that's consistent. And that's what you build up over time. That's all they need to see. It is your living resume. Uh, good to know. Well, so I have another question for you. Um, okay, so with with social media, I mean, obviously that's a huge, huge part about building your brand. But if someone's new about building the brand or they're you know new to social media when it comes to building their business, I think that's one of the things about this new course that is really going to be extremely helpful. So besides how to post, how to hashtag, what else do you think this you know, with you being kind of part of the development, what what else is involved in this course that can really help someone 
kind of get out there, but then also be supportive of what they already have. Yeah. So again, so what I really like about the course is that it, I feel like it truly just has a true foundation of branding and, and understanding who you are as a fitness professional, because that's going to help online and offline. You have to just peel back, forget the pretty pictures, all that, the hashtags off the top and understand who you're talking to. Once you understand who you're talking to, who you want to help, what your intentions are, it'll help. And I'm speaking from true experience. So when I was trying to figure out how to be more active online, I will say when I started, I was like all the cute pictures with my brother, cute outfits, this and that is getting all the likes. And when you come from that space, you can make content for a certain amount of time. But when you come from a space of, okay, today my client, God, her back hurts. Let me actually, let me think about what stretches I did with her content. Ah, my client said they're struggling with keeping a routine content. Let me talk about flexible dieting. When you think about the person that you're talking to content comes for days because it's not about you. You're not there. Yeah. You might be the face. You might turn into a personality, but you are on this platform to service someone. You come from that space, I guarantee you, it will, I have made, I can make a month calendar of content just, just thinking about my people easily. So that's what you have to think about at the end of it all. If you're not even trying to get super detailed, think about one client, put their, put their workouts online. Boom. That's one. And think about the conversations they have with you. It literally can be as simple as that. And once you see how people respond, you just become maybe more eloquent with your words and your content can only get better from there. Well, what about, let's say you have your brand and all of us here are fitness professionals, but how much of non-fitness do you show to, to say, so they get to see you as somebody outside of what you do for a living? How much do you recommend, mm-hmm. you know, or do you stick just to anything that's on there is totally fitness related? No, I think whatever feels organic, I would say because my page is mostly supposed to be professional. That's what I want it for. I'd say like 80%, but at the same time, they want someone human. So I would say my stories on Instagram will be more of like my day to day, my fun, the memes that make me laugh. Um, I post my quotes on there. You know, that's a lot of play, the one-on-one, the interaction. That's where people slide into your DMs because some people won't comment on your posts, but they'll slide in your DMs. Um, But also on your main page as well because it's it's fun they like to know that you're human because i think a lot of things you have to debunk especially uh, when they're looking at fitness professionals a certain type of way they think what you do is easy all right you make everything look easy but i get that all the time like you didn't even sweat you're not struggling like i am struggling i'm just smiling because i just think it's funny like i have a different response um so i have to find different ways to break that, to like humanize myself per se, you know, that I just shared a, I did like a nutrition wrap one day and it was just so random, but it's like, you have to show people like you're, you're fun, you're human because they want to connect and fitness is already a tough thing. I think for the average person to want to come into, right. Because they're looking for help and they want, they kind of want that safety with you. So I say share what feels more comfortable and authentic to you. And you can find the rotation within your posts for that if you'd like. 
That's awesome. awesome. That's great. Well, if you guys are just joining us, we are doing the Master Instructor Roundtable with Mary Chris talking about getting social. And, um, you know, I think, I mean, obviously you have offered some unbelievable, um, helpful hints. I know for myself, again, now I'm like, ooh, did that, did that. Um, so again, apparently I need to purchase this course for myself. Um, but, you know, with, with, with that being said, and you're talking about DMs, you're talking about putting this content up on social media. Do you also have like a professional page, like meaning your own website that people can go and find more information about you? Or is it strictly just social media and you don't do both? Yeah. So I actually, it's under construction, but I actually do have <laughs> a website as well for people to look more into. Um, but I would say Instagram is my main page. Um, I will post things across different platforms for it to be searchable. But I think also one of the things that we talk about in this course is, look, there's an array of different platforms where people can find you, but it's a lot to manage them all. So really focus on one to two and growing that audience and work from that space. Now, I'm sure that uh, I will go through this course myself. I look forward to it. But what about maybe some don't do's. I know that that's wide ranging depending on the person and what you're trying to put out there, but are there some common like, Hey, these are some things to stay away from, if, especially if you're looking towards the business side of things. Um, in terms of don't, I mean, I think it comes from a space of don't stress yourself out. <laughs> um, this is something that, that will take time to grow. Um, I would say don't, don't post if it doesn't feel quality, like quality, like quality work. Um, you don't need that online. Um, it doesn't happen often. It's super rare. Um, but if somebody, if you get a hater on your page, I would say like, don't engage. That's <laughs> great that, advice. Or if you have an appropriate way to respond, so you'll actually find that if you build a loyal audience, people will respond for you. So, but you want to be as professional as you can on there. Um, as much as you share your personal life, I also, you still want to be authentic to who you are. You don't want other brands to quote unquote define you, but I think you have to understand what a certain post may look like. Like you don't want to um, tarnish a certain image, shall you say, um, because you have to kind of recognize like where, like envision where you want to go. So I think you want to come from that space and how you, um, you know, create your page, if that makes sense. No, that's great. I think especially with the people that come on there to, you know, have fun at somebody else's expense, like you said, to, to have the maturity to stay out of that and maybe let somebody else in your network do that. I'm sure that I'm sure that there's been mistakes made by people when they go right back at the attack, because that would be a natural response, of course. Yeah. And it's like you just you can, you can always block them. It's as simple as, as blocking them and literally not responding. Cause they're just looking for, for that attention. Um, and if they say something, you know, I think I one early on and they're like, that's not a bent over row, but it's like people have different names for, for everything. Like you can only please so many people, but when you find, if you're really putting out quality content, you're confident in what you put out where there's no need to that. Or you'd be like, Hey, I respect your opinion take it into consideration, but like whatever it may be, but there's no need for anything to escalate. Um, you should just know who you're serving at the end of the day. Oh, great points. 
Well, I have another question for you. How much yeah. is too much? I mean, I know that you're talking about posting, you know, maybe once a day or three times a day or whatever it is, obviously to, you know, have visibility. But I mean, would you say like, if you're going to do a video and you were saying that you do like three different moves and that's kind of your thing, is there something that's like too long where you're like, okay, don't do like a 30 minute workout and do that once a week? Or would you say, you know, like, is there, yeah. is there a sweet spot? No, I would say in terms of posting, there there really isn't. Everybody has a different kick to their, their algorithm and whatnot. But, you know, if you're really going in terms of Instagram, for example, um, you're going to want to jump on trends, whatever, whatever platform it is. So when Reels came out, and if you're looking at a lot of the influencers right now who coach social media, they're like, put out Reels. That should be your main thing that you're putting out because that's what's doing well on, on the platform. But you want to mix it up. You, it's great if you have an Instagram TV episode of a 30-minute workout and then a carousel slide of three workouts. Or you just have a reel with fun music behind it and one fun move breaking down technique. And then you just have a nice picture of you and a meal. Like It's great to have that variety. Again, it just comes down to that quality. I will say in regards to like Instagram, for example, on stories, I don't think a lot of people like to see the dots, da, 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 like the tiny dots, because they're like, I have to go through all this. They're most likely going to swipe out unless you're like the most entertaining person in the world. Um, but you kind of just want to manage. You don't want to like overdo it with um, giving people content. But if it's something that you feel needs to be said, throw it out there and have that, um, you know, put out. And you can always repurpose content as well. Sometimes people like what you put in your story save that story and then make it a post the next day, like double up. That's smart. And what about Instagram live? Do you like the risk of going live and the excitement <laughs> of it? Or what have you found? No, it's actually, no, it's really great because people inter interact with you live. And I think yeah. it's, it's a great prep because people say some weird stuff on there. I have seen that myself when yes. I go live for NASM. Yes. You got to yeah, kind of scroll. Gotta right past that. Yep. You just smile and you keep going. And exactly. I wish uh, there was a delete button, right? Cause you don't want other people to read that, but right. you know, uh, yeah. You, or you turn off the comments, but yeah, no Instagram live is, is great. And again, like on the platforms, when you utilize all these different tools, they are going to thank you for it. You will receive good favor, better engagement, whatever it is. So absolutely go live because that's also another skill. And you can also save your lives and post that as well for people to sit down and watch at a later time. Again, you don't know who is watching your stuff if and when um, it lives there. And if it's good stuff, have that available. Awesome. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I learned so much from you guys. Um, I'd love it. But uh, say guys, say Merry Chris, because I'm, you know, I'm not. Well, the you're, expert you're, you're in right there. Yeah, you're not. Either. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I'm in that 1700 range. So like I'm creeping. I but. don't even know what my numbers are. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, and, and my problem is, is I don't post anything really fitness. I do everything about my family. So yeah. um, just and, because. And you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, one of those things that I loved, I love working out. I love doing different exercises. I like doing, you know, total body exercises and, and, and then trying to figure out the best way to do workouts and again, I know my clients would be super supportive if I wanted to put something on there. I just, that wasn't the route that I chose to go, mm -hmm. or maybe that should, that should be my future. Who knows? So again, I'm learning so much from y'all. Um, yeah, and you, 
I'm sorry. I made the mistake of focusing on, you know, I've always worked for amazing brands. So I've always been focused there. And, you know, when I was a director at a private country club, people couldn't come train with me. And, you know, but now I realize that as you, Mary Chris, you said, you know, I've spent so much time, energy and effort educating and always want to get back to the industry. What a better way for me to give back and not even for worrying about the financial that could come from it. It's just more that I'm passionate about this industry. And, you know, to me, I love communicating with people that are passionate about interacting. So for me, I just need to shift my focus and think about it from a holistic approach and get information out there. And then whatever happens, happens. But I kind of sat back and didn't do much because of where I worked, but I'm looking at it totally differently now. Thanks to you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the purpose of social media is like, inspire, educate, entertain. There's so many different ways to go about it. So many different reasons why people want to be on there. And even if your presence isn't to be online, what you do online can draw people to you in person. Like if you do pop-up events or other types of, you know, events, whatever it may be, or just pull in other job opportunities. So it just truly is this resume where everybody can find you. And the beauty of it is that you get to do with it, whatever you want. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for those of you guys, again, that are joining us, we do have, we, meaning NASM, I, part, I'm, I speak French, if you can't tell. So um, we, we have just recently launched this social media influencer course. Um, I think, how many chapters did you say it was, Mary Chris? Is it? I think it's four. Four, yeah, four really detailed chapters. Um, It's worth 0.7 continuing education units. And so I think that it's going to be super beneficial, especially if this is where you see yourself going. Or if you've struggled in the past, maybe it can give you, um, you know, a good insight of maybe why things didn't work out as, as you had hoped. And so if you are interested, we hope you guys check it out. And, you know, Mary, Chris, I want to say thank you again so much for your, your time. You've been amazing. You've offered so much good information and I know that you're getting ready to travel. So I know you're extremely busy. So we do appreciate your time. No, Absolutely. You. And <laughs> before we leave, of course, all three of us starting with Mary, Chris should give out your contact information. Oh my, oh, my name's a nightmare. Just dropping around there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you can, right there is my name. That there is, it is. My Instagram handle. I make it as easy as possible. Um, but you can definitely find me on there. Um, you can also send me an email, marychris at marychrislepay.com. Be more than happy to answer any more questions and help y'all out because it's truly just so much fun and I want everybody to succeed. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and if you guys want to find me again, probably not about social media questions, but anything else, you're welcome to reach out to me at wendy.bats at nasm.com or org. I'm sorry, dot org. Geez. Or you can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13. And then again, you know, for the science stuff, hit me up. Uh, we're, we're learning on the social media, but you'll see my information there at dr.martymiller72 and then emails marty.miller at nasm.org. So Mary Chris, is when he said, thank you so much for, you know, one, helping put the course together and coming on and really just actually making, I can tell both Wendy and myself more interested in the course ourselves. And, you know, thank you for everything you're doing for the NASM network out there. Thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate it. Awesome. Wendy, thanks again. And for everyone that joined, we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks so much, everybody.